One of the biggest mistakes you can make when you are first starting out on your content creator journey is taking on too much all at once. There are so many interesting, fun, and engaging social media platforms out there. It's really hard to choose where to start. So a lot of times I see beginner creators trying to run five plus social media platforms all at once instead of just starting simple and focusing on a couple of platforms that they feel excited about and that they could easily manage. So today I want to talk with you about the various platforms and which of them pair well together, which of them might be most fun and most effective for you as a creator so that you can be a little bit more strategic when making your decision of what social platform you want to start with on your content creator journey. Welcome back to the Creator Club podcast. Today we're talking about a topic that I'm very passionate about, and that is choosing the right social platform for you. If you've been listening to the show for a while or you know me from my YouTube channel, then you'll know that I've been on this creator on the internet journey for a long time, over 10 years now, which makes me feel kind of old. But in all that time, I've had a lot of opportunity to experiment with different social platforms and kind of figure out what each of them is really best for and also which one's best suited to me and my audience. And I'll be honest and say that when I first got started years ago and I was determined to create a successful online business, I was trying my best to do everything at once. You should have seen the chaotic content calendar that I had set out for myself because your girl was trying to do like three blog posts a week, two YouTube videos, two email newsletters, posting on Facebook twice a day, every day in a week, posting on Twitter four or five times every day in the week, you know, incorporating LinkedIn, doing podcast episodes, Instagram, it was just chaotic, like I was saying. And you know what it didn't do for me? Grow my audience. (laughs) Once I eventually settled on focusing on YouTube and doing YouTube really, really well, and then incorporating Instagram and doing Instagram really, really well, that's when I started to see results. And I think that this is something that a lot of creators go through where at the beginning you feel like if you're going to do an effective job at marketing your creator business, then you have to be everywhere all at once. But that unfortunately actually has the inverse effect, which means you you can't actually focus on anything well enough to really do a good job at it. So you kind of just have a lackluster presence on all the platforms instead of actually reaching the people you want to reach. So that's exactly why I'm doing this episode today, because we want to talk about what platforms you should focus on, because I really do believe you want to focus in on just a few platforms to start and make sure that you do those well before you overextend yourself trying to do too many at once. Okay, so that's the goal. So maybe you already have an idea of what platforms you might want to focus on. Maybe today I'll help you kind of cull down which ones you really are going to put your time into, or maybe you're just getting started and this will give you an idea of where you should put your energy in off the hop. Welcome to the Creator Club podcast produced by Creatorly Media. I'm your host, Katie Steckley. I'm a side hustle YouTuber turned six-figure CEO that's obsessed with social media, making content, and building communities. Here on the Creator Club podcast, we dive deep into the social media and content creation strategies that are important to you as a creator. 
Whether you want to grow on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, or with a podcast, we've got advice for you. So stay tuned for my workshop style solo shows and the occasional expert interview. Oh, and by the way, this club is open to everyone. Whether you have one or 1 million followers, there's a seat for you at the table. So let's get into it. So that's what we're going to cover. But before diving into each of the platforms and kind of explaining the benefits and some of the disadvantages of each of them, I wanted to talk about two terms that are going to be really important for you to understand when it comes to different social media platforms, and that is evergreen content versus timely content. So evergreen content is content that stays fresh and useful even if it's months or years after publishing. Similar to a forest of evergreen trees, the content keeps growing and gets stronger over time. No matter what time of year you find this content, it can be helpful to you. So it's not based on current events or recent trends. It's stuff that's just always going to be useful. Tutorials, explainer videos, strategies, tips and tricks, that sort of thing. Now, timely content, on the other hand, is content that really only lives on a platform temporarily and might be more focused on in-the-moment trends versus a topic that could be useful later on as well. So sometimes timely content has the ability to really blow up because it's maybe like a trend or a joke that's like going viral at the moment and it feels like fresh and relevant, um, but just for a short time. So these are the two main content types that we really see across social media and different social platforms kind of focus differently on these types. There's some platforms that are more geared towards one or the other. And so my personal philosophy when it comes to crafting a social strategy for yourself is that you should really start out by choosing one platform that kind of focuses on each of these types of content. So I think any beginner creator should have one evergreen platform that they're really pouring the majority of their time, effort, and energy into. So let's say you spend like 70% of your time on your evergreen platform, and then you also pick a timely platform where you're going to spend about 30% of your time, effort, and energy. And that's going to build a really solid strategy for you to get started from. So with that in mind, let's break down the different platforms that I would say fall into each of these categories and talk about which one might be best for you in each scenario. So let's talk about evergreen platforms first. As I mentioned, evergreen content can live on the platform for months and years and still be relevant. People can still find that content a long time after you published it and it's still worth consuming. There are a couple of different platforms that you can choose from that really focus on this evergreen type of content. First up, and probably my personal favorite, is YouTube. I'm sure we all know what YouTube is, but in case, you know, you're new to the internet, YouTube's a free video sharing website where you can subscribe to creators, you can search for content, and you can get recommended content by the homepage that you might be interested in and it tends to be longer form content. I would say some of the most popular videos on YouTube are anywhere from like 8 to 15 minutes long, sometimes even longer. I watch a lot of stuff on YouTube that's like 
45 minutes to an hour long. So this is really evergreen long form content. So that's YouTube. That's my personal favorite, but you know, not necessarily for everybody. Let's talk about the next major option, which is podcasting. So podcasts are actually very similar to YouTube. I would say in terms of like the amount of value that you put into any piece of content, how long it's going to be, how much information is there. And it's also very evergreen. So podcasts are usually hosted by an individual, you know, like me, this is like a solo podcast episode, or often you also see interviews, which I'm sure you're familiar with. And podcasts can be educational like this one. There's also obviously entertainment podcasts, news podcasts. I feel like with YouTube and podcasting, the topics, the niches are really like limitless. These formats can really suit any type of creator. Okay. And the third main evergreen platform that we see online is blogging. Basically, blogging is really classic. I mean, we've all heard of that. It's the foundation of the social internet. I think a lot of people think that blogs are kind of dead, but I would push back on that and say that blogs continue to be an effective way to generate traffic to your brand. I think that when it comes down to these three main types of evergreen content, YouTube, podcasting, and blogging, Really, the decision about which you're going to go with depends on what type of content you personally like to consume and then also the way that you're creative, like the way that you like to create. So if you're the kind of person that loves to write and you love reading written content, then starting a blog might be perfect for you. And just to clarify on this, a blog can be like built into your website. I think that's really common in the most, you know, often chose strategy, but you could also like start a medium account. Both I think are good options for generating traffic to your site. And some people choose medium because there are monetization options built right into medium. And there's also a built-in audience over on that platform. So anyway, if you really love to write and you love reading, then blogging might be best for you. If you love to talk and you feel like you could just, you know, plug in a microphone and chat away for hours, then maybe a podcast is right for you. Or if you're really passionate about visuals and you love to you know do graphics film b-roll you love to edit videos and you love watching youtube then maybe youtube is the option for you i really don't think any of these is better or worse than the next it's all about how you implement them and that's why i really believe that it comes down to your own interests and passions and choosing the evergreen content format that's going to align most with your skills and your interests because this kind of thing takes a lot of persistence and a lot of work so you need to make sure that you feel excited about creating on any of these platforms. So let's talk a little bit about why these evergreen platforms are going to be so effective as a part of your strategy because I think a lot of creators when they're starting out on their journey this is not the place a lot of people start because let's be real it takes a lot of work creating a youtube video hugely time intensive takes a lot of effort and a lot of skills and knowledge that take a long time to build up creating a podcast writing a good blog post same thing they all take a lot of time effort and energy because there's a lot of value in these long form pieces of content it's not just like a tweet that you can dash off in two seconds right like these take time so a lot of people start with the timely platforms which we're going to get into in just a few minutes but there's a few big reasons why i think having at least one you know ideally one when you're getting started out evergreen platform that you have a solid strategy on is going to be 
really, really beneficial to you. So don't skip on this just to go with the sort of flashy, trendy, timely social platforms. You really want to have a solid evergreen strategy in place. And here's why. Thanks to Squarespace for sponsoring this episode of Creator Club. Squarespace is the best all-in-one platform on the internet for building your brand and business online. Personally, I've been using Squarespace for several years now to host my personal brand website and the website for my social media agency, Creatorly Media. Not only can you effortlessly create a beautifully designed website using Squarespace, but they also have a ton of helpful features for growing online brands and businesses. My top three faves? Number one, the online store. Seriously, this is the easiest way to start selling products or services online. I use my Squarespace store to sell Instagram audits, Lightroom presets, Notion templates, and more. Number two, the blogging and RSS feed tools. Did you know that this podcast is hosted on a Squarespace site? It's so easy to create a combo blog and podcast with Squarespace's user-friendly blogging feature. And number three, the analytics. I'm able to quickly analyze my site traffic and figure out how I can optimize my marketing strategies to get more eyes where I want them most, on my website. Trust me when I say Squarespace has been a total game changer in my online business, and I know it will be for yours too. I've been recommending Squarespace to my friends and clients for years now, and now I'm excited to share it with you as well. And with a special discount, you can go to squarespace.com slash creator club to grab a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your site, you can use my exclusive offer code creator club for 10% off your first purchase of a domain or website. That's squarespace.com slash creator club and offer code creator club for 10% off. Check out Squarespace and start building your online brand and business today. The first reason is there's better discoverability in a lot of cases on these evergreen platforms. In general, it's easier to be discovered on these platforms than it is to be discovered on a more timely platform. I will say that is with the exception of TikTok, um, which we'll talk a little bit about more in a few minutes. But when you're getting started out and you have like literally zero established audience, you're going to have a better chance of seeing slow and steady growth on these evergreen platforms because they are search based. They're SEO driven. And so if you create content that has good keywords and you can get it to rank in search, it doesn't matter how many subscribers you have or how many followers you have or how many, you know, page views you have on your website. If your piece of content is answering a question somebody is searching for and you've optimized it for SEO, then it will be found, right? So that's why I think you get better discoverability as a total beginner on these evergreen SEO-based platforms because it's that slow and steady build of just showing up in search results for people who are looking for you. In addition to the search discoverability, in the case of YouTube, there's also a really strong recommendations algorithm that will eventually get to know what kind of content you're creating and attempt to serve that content to the people who might be interested in it. So over time, if you can really build up sort of a reputation for your channel and the algorithm of, you know, you create content on a certain topic, then eventually you might show up on the home pages of people who have in the past shown interest in similar types of content. Now, the timely platforms that we're going to talk about, Instagram, TikTok, etc., also have recommendations-based algorithms, but 
I really do feel like YouTube especially really wins at this. And in some cases, you know, through podcasting, you can also gain traffic by showing up in the sort of like similar shows section of um, another person's podcast that's in your niche. So to summarize that, evergreen platforms are really, really effective because you put out highly valuable content you make sure that it's optimized for search and that it's also really like clickable, really interesting and engaging. And you don't put in all this effort just to have that, you know, video podcast or blog post go away after a day or two. Once it's out there, it's out there and people will keep finding it in the weeks, months and years ahead. So it really is an investment that keeps paying back for you. So that's the discoverability side of it. But another big reason why I think these evergreen platforms really should be a part of your strategy is because of the opportunities for monetization. Now, there are some opportunities for monetization in the more timely platforms, but in my opinion, they are not nearly as good, just to be honest. Like in general, people make less money off of the payment programs that like Instagram and TikTok offer, but the monetization opportunities with podcasting, YouTube, and blogging are quite significant. And part of that is because your content is evergreen, so it can kind of keep making you income moving forward as people continue to consume it. So to explain what this monetization can look like, let's just talk about YouTube as an example. So specifically, let's use a case study of a recent video that I published on my channel that's all about actually... It's quite fitting to this conversation. The video is all about why you should start a YouTube channel and not an Instagram. And basically I talk about all the benefits of YouTube as an evergreen content platform. So anyway, posted this video just about a week ago and I was like super surprised at how well it did. Like seriously y'all, I was blown away. I'm still hype about it because I haven't had a video perform this well on my channel. I can't even remember the last time I saw results like this. This is like my most like I guess viral video yet. Like I just never seen the views pour in quite this much. So this is definitely an outlier example, but I wanted to use it just to like really show you like what this can do for your business if you have a video perform really well on YouTube, uh, which it's not going to happen every time. I post, you know, between one and two videos every single week. And I certainly don't bat it out of the park like this each time. But I think when you are consistent and you keep uploading, and you keep pushing, then eventually you're going to kind of break through and something awesome is going to happen. So let's talk about the financial impacts of this really, really well performing video on my YouTube channel. So the first is, of course, since my channel is monetized, uh, which just means that basically within YouTube's system, you hit the requirement of 1,000 subscribers and 4,000 watch hours, I'm able to have Google AdSense as a part of my YouTube channel, which means that I have ads placed on my videos. So you might see a pre-roll ad, you might see a mid-roll ad, there might be a little ad that comes up from below that you can like X out of and there'll be ads like on the sidebar as well. So this is something that's available to anybody on YouTube if they reach those requirements. So I've had my channel monetized for a long time. This video that I'm talking about specifically, it's got about 50,000 views now and it's just about 
eight days it's been published for eight days y'all that is unreal like i still can't even believe that it's done that well okay and in those eight days after it's been published this video has generated over 650 dollars in revenue for me so oh, that's cool so i just published the youtube video which i like would have done anyway because i always do that and it made me 650 bucks in a week. I'm jazzed. The CPM, if you're curious, is about $30, which is really, really good. CPMs can vary from $2 all the way to like $40. So 30 is really quite good. There's a lot of different factors going in to determine your CPM, uh, which for the uninitiated just stands for cost per mil or like the amount of money you get paid from YouTube per 1,000 monetized playbacks. If you're curious about all that, let me know. We could do like a full in-depth episode about YouTube strategy. But the point is this video posted on YouTube made me $650 in a week just from AdSense. I've never posted an Instagram reel that's ever made me that much money. So that just kind of gives you some perspective of how effective like monetization on these evergreen platforms can be. Okay. So in addition to the AdSense money that I made from that video, I also was paid to include a brand integration. So that video was sponsored. And so before I ever published the video, I had made some money from the brand that sponsored it. So that also adds to, of course, the you know financial opportunities with that particular video and with lots of videos that I post on my channel. So in addition to the AdSense revenue and the brand integration payment. I also have included in the description of the video a mention of my social media agency, Creatorly Media. And just during the first week of this video being live, my client applications skyrocketed. Like seriously, me and my team were blown away because we logged into Dubsado, which we used to collect our, our client inquiries. And over the weekend, we had had all of these new applications come in and we were like, oh my gosh, what's going on? And I'm like, oh, I, I guess it's because this video is performing so well. So people obviously watched the video, were interested in my services, went to the description, clicked on the link and applied. And now we've got, you know, a good number of potential clients for the business. So like that represents a lot more revenue that, you know, it's hard to quantify it just now because it's still early and we're, you know, going through the process of onboarding and stuff like that. But obviously getting new client leads huge financial opportunity. Also in the description of this video, I've linked some of my favorite gear and products, which are affiliate links. And I suspect that my affiliate income will probably see a little bit of a boost because of the success of this video as well. Like anytime a YouTube video really does well, that just means there's going to be more people looking at the description and more people potentially, you know, purchasing products that I recommend. On top of all of that, there's access to my freebies in the description. I always like to link a few things like my free content calendar, that sort of thing which lead folks to joining my email list and my weekly newsletter on which, you know, we advertise products and services that Creatorly offers that my personal brand offers. So that also represents increased revenue in the long term, just getting more people on the email list. And the point of this, this was all just in the first seven days. And like I was saying, this is quite an outlier. Like this is my best performing video in, you know, in memory. But this video is going to continue generating more and more views, which will continue providing me with additional ad revenue. It'll obviously make the brand happy, you know, which is always great to like showcase to gain future brand deals. Like I can show how successful this brand deal was 
was, and it is also going to continue being a lead generator for my services, my affiliate links, and my freebies. So it just kind of shows you how, like this is a really great example just to highlight how effective YouTube can be, but in most cases, I don't see these results just in the first week. This is the kind of thing that really builds over time, but it just shows you all the opportunities for monetization that you have just from publishing one YouTube video. And the same goes for platforms like podcasts and blogs. Once you hit publish, these can live on forever and continue generating results for years to come. So hopefully by now I've convinced you of the merits of these evergreen platforms and I would just recommend kind of reflecting and thinking about which platform you might be most excited about and most likely it'll be the one that you consume content on the most because that means that you know you're probably interested in that format and you probably will be better at creating that kind of content but really YouTube podcasting and blogging can provide these type of results. So basically choose your fighter pick one of these, pick one of these platforms. And then let's talk about timely platforms because you're going to want to be present on one of these as well. As mentioned, timely content only lives for a short period of time and is usually more focused on kind of timely or like trending events, trending audios, trending memes, that sort of thing. And it's only going to have a short shelf life just because of the way that these platforms are structured. So there's a few different platforms that you can choose from that really work well with this type of timely content. And when it comes down to it, again, it's going to be preference and it's going to be about where your audience likes to spend time. So first up, let's talk about Instagram. At its most basic, Instagram is a social networking app that allows users to share pictures and now primarily primarily videos with their audience in the form of stories, reels, feed content. For the most part, Instagram content has a shelf life of about 24 to 36 hours. That's how long the algorithm is going to be showing it to people, though we've seen more recently with reels that they can have a resurgence and kind of continue to bring in views several days after they've been posted. Another option for you is Twitter. Honestly, Twitter is very similar to Instagram in terms of it being like a timeline, like a feed where content comes through. But uh, Twitter's main difference is obviously it's very much text-based. There's also photo and videos there too, but I feel like Twitter is known as a space where like journalists, comedians, like tech commentators, these type of people hang out and share their hot takes. Another option is of course TikTok. TikTok is all about short form videos, all about trends. It is quite timely in that sense, though there is definitely room for successful evergreen content on TikTok. Not in the sense that a TikTok that you posted a year ago is still going to be served to people, but more so in the sense that not every video you post on TikTok has to be following a recent trend. Like you can create content that is like, valuable in the evergreen sense and post it on TikTok. So I just say that to mean like you don't have to feel like every video you post on TikTok uses a trending audio or follows like a trending format. You can post stuff that's just valuable and interesting and it will get traction on TikTok even if it's not like relevant to today's headlines or whatever. 
And like I was saying at the top of the episode, TikTok is also pretty special in that there's a lot of discoverability for new accounts because most of the content that users are served on TikTok is not necessarily from people they follow, but instead based on the kind of content they are interested in. So you're seeing videos that the algorithm is finding for you based on what you've interacted with in the past. So that means that anybody really can have a video go viral if you sort of hit on the funny bone of enough people or you hit on something that's interesting or trending or of the moment doesn't really matter how many followers you have you could have a viral hit on tiktok other timely content platforms include facebook and linkedin and really all of these platforms are pretty similar in that they are kind of timeline based you see stuff vaguely in chronological order but also based on algorithmic recommendations and for the most part, your content kind of has that 24 to 36 hour shelf life like I was talking about. Now, all these platforms kind of are similar in those ways, but really they appeal to different demographics and, you know, focus on different formats of content as well. So that's something to keep in mind when you're deciding on what platform is the best fit for you and your brand. For example, TikTok, though it attracts people of all ages, According to Walleroo Media, 60% of the users on TikTok are between the ages of 16 to 24. Whereas with Instagram, according to Statistica, over two-thirds of total Instagram users are aged 34 years and younger. 30.5% were aged between 25 and 34 years. I'll have these articles linked in the show notes so that you can like look more into the demographics of these platforms. But this just kind of gives you an example of how like different platforms have different ages of people on it. Like if you would look at Facebook, probably most people that are active on Facebook are like 55 plus or whatever. And like LinkedIn's obviously gonna have a different demographic too because it's professional. So really all of these different things are, are just pieces of information that you need to factor in and kind of figure out who your ideal audience is, what are their demographics, what are their interests, what are their behaviors, and then pick the platform that has an audience that most like aligns with your ideal audience. The idea being that you go and you create content where your people are already hanging out and it'll be a lot easier to reach them. Now, the biggest benefit of having one of these timely platforms is the community experience. Let's take Instagram as an example because this is my timely platform of choice. I do also post on TikTok, but Instagram is really my main game when it comes to timely platforms. So Instagram allows me to be a little bit more casual, a little bit more personal, but also still share valuable educational information about social media marketing and online business. But it allows me to really connect on a daily basis with my followers in a way that YouTube doesn't necessarily allow. Like, of course I get comments on YouTube, which is awesome and I can reply to those, but I love how on Instagram I can share like snippets of my life, daily check-ins through stories. And then I can also share, you know, entertaining and educational content in the feed as well. And I love having DM conversations over on Instagram because my followers can reply to my stories and I can hear from them and chat with them in a one-on-one way that just isn't the same in YouTube 
comments. So Instagram really enables me to build a closer and more active community that is kind of like the VIP version of my YouTube channel. So it's like if you watch me on YouTube and you really like my content, then most likely you'll be following me on Instagram and that's where like the real besties are. And I think that ultimately that's a really great way to approach your relationship between your evergreen platform and your timely platform. You can think of your timely platform as really about community and relationship building and your evergreen platform as like lead generation and bringing new people into the fold. So what is my advice to summarize all of this chat about different social platforms? What do I suggest? I think that you should choose one evergreen platform and one timely platform. Like I was saying before, it's important to choose the evergreen platform. That's the best fit for you first, because ultimately you're going to need to make a lot of content there and you want to make sure that you like doing it. And you're going to use this as your primary way to build your audience. Then you're going to select a timely platform that's going to pair well with your evergreen platform and also be a space where your audience tends to hang out. My favorite chosen platform combo are YouTube and Instagram, like I've been referencing. So I post two times a week for the most part on YouTube. And then I love to share reels, graphic carousels, and photos throughout the week on my Instagram feed, as well as show up mostly Mondays to Fridays on my Instagram story, which helps build that community feeling. I also have this podcast, of course, which came after I felt established on YouTube and Instagram. So really you can, of course, build up to having more than just one evergreen and one timely platform. Like obviously here I am with a podcast and I also post on TikTok, like I was saying. It's all just about taking it one step at a time because ultimately the creator journey requires a lot of persistence and also being very consistent and the only way to do that is to have a really focused approach and not spread yourself too thin because otherwise it'll lead to burnout and then you'll never see the growth that you're looking for so that is my suggested approach now if you've been thinking about starting a youtube channel but feel like you aren't sure where to start make sure you subscribe to my youtube channel youtube.com katie because i'm going to be doing a lot more videos about youtube growth over there very soon and you can definitely go check out my most recent viral hit which explains exactly why you should start a youtube video so just head over to my channel and look for the video that like has way more views than all the rest start with that and then make sure you hit subscribe because i will be sharing even more YouTube strategy coming up very soon. So as always, thanks for hanging out with me on this week's podcast episode, and I will catch you in the next one. Thanks so much for listening to the Creator Club podcast. This show is produced by Creatorly Media, a social media and content marketing agency by creators for creators. If you want professional help growing your social media platforms or creating your content, come visit us at creatorlymedia.com or at creatorlymedia on Instagram. If you've listened this far into the episode, we want to know who you are. Seriously, thank you so much for listening. Screenshot your podcast app and share it to your Instagram story, tagging at Creatorly Media or at Katie Steckley so that we can chat. Again, thanks for listening and remember to keep on creating. We'll catch you next time.